You're listening to Matrimony. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Chris. This show is about our marriage. And our money. husband hi <laughs> you're laughing already i know you just had a very big smile and i could hear it coming through your introduction <laughs> it's my game face <laughs> um before we get into today's show we wanted to make sure that everyone knows that we got to be guests on the hilarious podcast the paper year mm-hmm. so if you'd like to listen to that find the paper year podcast and check out our episode we talked about how we met Mm-hmm. which we've never shared on this show before. Um, we shared just kind of our general approach to finances. What else did we talk about? Our paperless kitchen. Mm-hmm. We revealed our inside joke. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. man. That is reason enough to listen. Our super inappropriate inside joke, which we won't reveal on this show. You have to go that's to the paper right. here to listen. It's weird. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> is that the weirdest thing about us? No, I'm sure not. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let's brainstorm and talk about it later. What the weirdest Let's bring thing it into happened. the bedroom. No, it's not. No. <laughs> um, okay. And we also wanted to remind everyone that we love getting your questions about finances. It could just be, it could be about fi- managing finances with a partner, with a spouse, in a family, or just on your own. Asterisk. We are not financial planners. Oh my gosh. Nor advisors and are not trained to help you with everyone, such matters. Everyone knows. I'm just protecting us <laughs> legally. <laughs> um, and you can also share your tips. You can share if something is working really great for you. Or, I mean, we love getting feedback when we share our finances and mm-hmm. people send in tips. They're like, hey, why haven't you done this? Or have you considered considered this? That's why we're putting it all out there. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's get into it. So on this episode, we are checking in on life lately, including the status of our marriage. What? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, and we're some foreshadowing I'm not excited about. We're we're saying, we're saying what we forgot to say on the paper year podcast. So, all right, life lately. Well, let's start with this whole status of our marriage thing. Are we on the rocks? What's happening? (laughs) Okay. I wanted to say, I thought our marriage was really great lately. (laughs) (laughs) Why wouldn't you just say the status of our excellent marriage? Just for... So that people will keep listening. You build the suspense. Yeah. <laughs> you got to let me in on those little jokes. <laughs> <laughs> that way it's authentic suspense. Okay. I'll breathe a, a sigh of relief. No, I think that, I don't know. I just feel like we're in a really good groove lately. Mm-hmm. We totally are. Don't you think? Yeah. Um, and you know what I think it's definitely related to? The improved sleep at our house. Mm. Would you agree? Yes. I really think it is. I think in part. Yeah. In part. Yeah. Okay. So I we haven't talked about sleep for maybe a couple episodes. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't keep track. But mm-hmm. I do think we owe it to our listeners since we've talked about sleep so much. We are still in just a much improved sleep situation. Yeah. So the improvements that we've had, Cedric's bedtime is now super smooth. Mm-hmm. Both um, naps and bedtime goes to bed so easily sometimes is even reaching for his crib I'll say do you want okay we're going to read another book and then we're going to go night night mm-hmm. and then he just starts reaching for his crib he just wants to go night night right now yeah. like okay <laughs> so that's amazing um, Dashiell's bedtime also going so much better 
mm-hmm. I just feel like we need to remember where we were. We were, I mean, bedtime was getting dragged out. I don't out. like to go to that place. I know. I know it's hard, <laughs> but it makes now seem even more awesome. It's true. So do you remember what Dash's bedtime was like? Revisit it for me, Chris. See, I think You've I blocked may it? have blocked it from my mind. Okay, let me tell you. Tell me. It was starting at like 7.30. It was getting dragged out till 8. Oh, yeah. Because he kept coming out of his room and coming out of his room. Mm-hmm. And then we'd be, you know, one more story, one more pat on the back, you know, all these things. Um, he was routinely waking for the day in the 4 o'clock hour, mm-hmm. 4.30. I mean, 5 was late. Mm-hmm. And then we'd be up, but often he would be cranky. Also, he was waking consistently in the middle of the night. Yeah, that's like true. Like almost every single night, at least once, mm-hmm. sometimes multiple times. Mm-hmm. Okay, that was really hard. Now let's talk about where we are now. So Cedric's <laughs> sleep, much improved. Yeah. Um, he was already pretty much sleeping through the night, but I think sometimes was getting disrupted from Dash's mm-hmm. interrupted sleep. Yeah, Cedric is tip top. He's all set. He's doing great. Dash is now going to bed often by 7, 7.30 at the latest. Mm-hmm. So we moved up our bedtime, mm-hmm. which is great. Um, he, If he comes out of his room at all, he goes to the bathroom and then goes back to his room on his own. Mm-hmm. Um, he rarely gets up in the middle of the night. What would uh, you say? Maybe it's, maybe we've had a little bit more of that. Like Couple the majority, few, the few slight few majority of nights, he does not get up in the middle of the night. Yeah. Okay. And I think, I, well, maybe, I don't know, two thirds of the time mm-hmm. he's not getting up, which is awesome. Totally happy I with that. I think it kind of goes through waves. Like yeah, we kind of go through waves, phases. Yeah. And then in the morning, um, you know, we still do have, Maybe some rougher mornings, mm-hmm. but on a good morning, he will sleep until like five. So he's sleeping longer mm-hmm. and then he'll get up on his own, go to the bathroom, go back to his room mm-hmm. and then he'll wait for his clock to light up at 530. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a couple of times he's actually slept, I think, until his clock or later, but that is the exception. Yeah. So just all around so improved. Yeah. Like on average, I would say Cedric's all set. He's exactly what we want. He wakes up though at like five thirty, but that's just how it's going to be. Sometimes he wakes up a little early. And I'm We're totally just an early that. household. Yeah, Dash, on average, night times are great. Mm-hmm. Like couldn't really expect more. Mm-hmm. Evenings, like throughout the middle of the night, mm-hmm. pretty good. Could do better, but yeah. I think that he'll just age out of this because yeah. a lot of times when he does get up, it's like my leg hurts or mm. you know I'm coughing or something. Yes. There's like an issue. And he doesn't he has, know how to deal with it he on his own. He ailments. He does. <laughs> I can't yawn. Oh my gosh, everyone. Has anyone, has anyone else's children been afflicted by <laughs> the can't yawn syndrome? It is <laughs> the worst. <laughs> he can't yawn and then he gets all upset. I mean, and then when you're crying or you're upset, you can't yawn, which mm-hmm. just makes him more upset. And we're just like, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so so bedtime, awesome. Middle of the night, pretty good. Definitely better. B. Morning, I would say C plus to B. Because yeah. he still gets up, like some mornings he does get up at 4.45 mm-hmm. or 5. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the time he stays in his room. Mm-hmm. Slight majority of the time he does. So that definitely still needs more improvement. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're combating years of poor sleep. Yes. So it's cool and, where it's at. I'm good. And the other thing that I think is so helpful we know how to respond to it. Mm -hmm. We have a consistent response, which is our 
silent returns, you mm-hmm. know, like here's our bedtime structure, rules, routines, and anything that deviates from that, we give him as little attention as possible and just walk him right back to his room. Yeah. And so I think just knowing how to respond, because I think before, if uh, he would be getting up, we'd be like, well, clearly whatever we've been trying isn't working. So we'd be changing, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. we'd be more stern, sometimes we'd be more lenient. So now we, I feel like we have a really consistent approach. And I think we have seen that we'll have these harder weeks, mm-hmm. but if we just stick to our consistent non-reactive approach, we end up then getting a really good week. And I think we're kind of going in, you know, two steps forward, one step back kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. So, so it's good. Yeah. So anyway, and I think that is all contributing to us being in a better place in our marriage because <laughs> we get, we sort of have our evenings back. Yep. And then we're better rested. I read a book. Yeah. You read a book. Wait, what book did you read? Oh yeah. Ready Player One. That's right. Super awesome for anybody who's obsessed with 80s culture. Like you are. By the way. Yes, I am. Um, yeah. So anyway, I just feel like that is making a big difference. Yeah. And we also have had a few breakfast dates lately, mm-hmm. which have been so nice. Yeah. Where were we this morning? Well, we tried to go to, what's it called? The Crip Bar? Yep. The Clep Bar, I the think. The Clep Bar yeah. to get the clips. <laughs> but that didn't work out. <laughs> no, it didn't. We were celebrating the start of my sabbatical. Listen, well, it didn't work out. You did not complete the story. Oh. Because it was closed. Oh, yeah. yeah. Not, not because we had some big fight or something. Well, today was a total failure because, number one, the clip bar was closed. Yes. And number two, it's not actually the start of my sabbatical. <laughs> I yeah. was actually wrong. <laughs> <laughs> the most momentous period of time in my professional life, mm-hmm. I got the start date wrong. <laughs> By two weeks. Yeah. It actually starts August 16th. Today is August 1st when we're recording. You know what? Not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a details man. Uh, and so I just got it in my head somewhere along the way that August 1st was the, was the date. And it, sounded, so, it sounded like a great time to start. So you're just like, I'm ready yeah, to start yeah, this. Yeah. I'm ready to not have any other responsibilities. Listeners, this is how I live my life. Could you live with me? <laughs> no, most of you <laughs> could not. This is what Kelsey deals with. Most of you could not. <laughs> <laughs> so I think you owe me another breakfast date for the actual start of your sabbatical. Is that fair? That's fair. Okay. It can't be on a Monday because that's not when the clip bar is open. (laughs) Did we we ever tell the clip story? I'm going to stop saying clip now. Okay. Um, The crepe story from France on this? I don't think we have. Um, I mean, we might have. I think you think that it's a more hilarious story than it actually is. (laughs) Okay, I'll move on then. (laughs) But you could tell it. Well, (laughs) now it's not worth telling. Okay, I will now tell you my deflated crepe story. (laughs) We were in France, in Paris, and they have all these street vendors who sell crepes. And I was asking Kelsey, who's supposed to be well-versed in French, because she did a study abroad program in France during college and studied French all throughout college, right? Uh Okay, so something simple as I would like a crepe with banana. I mean, I was two years out from having been in any kind of French class, I will have you know. Okay, well, the whole time we were there, I asked Kelsey how to say this, and it was something like... Can't even remember now. I don't know. Je suis du de l'histoire de clip or something no, like that. That's definitely not <laughs> what I told you to say. <laughs> Whatever the phrase was, what I was actually asking people when I'd go up, because I wanted to be conversational and polite, instead of asking for a crepe, what I was saying was, I am a crepe with banana. <laughs> <laughs> not, I would like a crepe with banana. 
<laughs> they thought you were very enthusiastic. <laughs> Nobody corrected me, including my wife, who's supposed to know French. <laughs> well, I didn't. I, it's not that I stood by and, and let you make the mistake knowingly. I just didn't know. <laughs> All right, fine. Maybe it's a good story. Oh, okay. Well, thanks. I, re- I retract. <laughs> <laughs> Our marriage is no longer in good standing. <laughs> goodness um okay let's move on to chatting about our money cool (laughs) (laughs) i'm glad you agree okay first of all okay when we were recording the paper year with the paper year podcast it was really fun um and but i feel like we forgot to say a couple of things it's it is so hard when you're kind of on the spot on someone else's podcast and when we're recording here, we both have our computers and we kind of have an outline. So mm-hmm. we remember what we're going to say, but well, we. Also, those two are super like they're, they're trained in improv and they're, it's like rollicking joke after joke after right. joke, you know, so yes. you're like just kind of going with the flow and laughing along right. with everybody. We, I mean, we were like, okay, you know, we're, you know, kind of funny, but just in like your everyday sort of way. Mm-hmm. And so I'd listened to some of their podcasts before I knew they were pretty funny. And I was just like, Chris, we are going to have to bring our A game. <laughs> so, I mean, I think we did as well as we could. But the other thing was we were having technical difficulties. We couldn't get both mics to work oh, yeah. and we were going to be on Skype. So we were um, crowded around one mic mm-hmm. and it was like so hot. I think I was just kind of felt like on the spot and then we were like sitting so close together. And, and I'd have to like nudge you out of the way if I wanted to add something. It <laughs> was like elbowing me out of the awkward. way. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, so, so anyway, um, you know, it was, uh, we did the best we could, but I felt like after the fact we were talk. they kind of asked us about how we approach our budgeting and stuff. And I feel like there were some points that we, missed saying so we mm-hmm. wanted to share those here kind of a, a synopsis kind, kind of an addendum ah, to our paper year an appendix podcast episode is that what it's called sure okay so let's let's kind of share our overall budget philosophy so we can <laughs> kelsey's been doing this big grand gesture with her hands yeah and you're yawning <laughs> conjuring the gesture from the, or from the, conjuring our philosophy from the air that's right um so our life philosophy is the same as our philosophy (laughs) scratch all this take all this out okay our budgeting philosophy is super simple and we've talked about it on the podcast before Mm -hmm. and it's actually not to just go and start budgeting to figure out where your money's going and all that but instead to figure out your goals so it does it becomes like a life philosophy like what Mm -hmm. are your goals in life together Mm -hmm. as a couple Mm -hmm. and then what you need to do to actually get to those things probably involves saving money, cutting things here and there, whatever mm-hmm. it might be. Or maybe spending money. Yeah, or maybe yeah, exactly. Or maybe spending money. And so you go back then to your budget and based on your goals, which should be reflective of your values and mm-hmm. like what you really will make you happy in life, mm-hmm. then you actually build this thing that should be the right. strategy towards achieving those goals. Right. Very good. And the other thing that um we do in our budget is we start with our savings mm-hmm. that will help you get to these goals or, you know, start with those ideas that are going to help you achieve those goals. And we also like to automate our savings Mm -hmm. so that those things that, that we don't, that we want to be doing consistently that we're not having to think about every Mm -hmm. time. Yeah. So as much as you can, as much as you can put it, build your budget to be, to by default be doing 
good things yeah. and what you want. That's the key word, default. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the most important things are made to be the default things so that there's no varying from them too easily from month to month. Like they right. just happen and then everything else has to be adjusted after that. Like mm-hmm. if you need to adjust. Mm-hmm. So yeah. The other thing I think I would say is to question all of your expenses. Mm-hmm. And we're about to do that. Oh, we are? Yeah. Like right now? Oh, right now, but that's in a right. moment. Oh, okay. I see. Oh my gosh. <laughs> see, I'm foreshadowing, but in a much <laughs> less terribly scary way. <laughs> um, yeah, but even, uh, you know, things like your rent, your mortgage, just different bills that you just take as being necessary parts of your budget. Mm-hmm. Are there ways to change them? You know, if you want to. Uh, you might just leave it completely as is, but I think it can be really empowering to see that you actually do have options when it comes to different things. Yeah. And maybe I'll link to a blog post I wrote about this. Okay. Just the idea that everything can be questioned, even your mortgage or rent, like yeah. things that you think are just built in, mm-hmm. cannot be changed, can be actually changed if you have the philosophy of approaching right. the questioning of everything. So yeah, you can do it. Okay. All right. So let's, should we move on to your foreshadowing? Yeah, let's do that. Uh, So one thing that we just started questioning actually on the ride home today Mm -hmm. is the thing, one of the things that is most important in our budget Mm -hmm. is spending on our own physical activity and health. That's right. So we spend some money on Orange Theory Fitness, which Mm -hmm. if you don't have this in your area of the country or world. That's right. Thank um, you, Chris. You see? He's learning. (laughs) Uh, it is a high intensity interval training format. So it's not like a big gym where you go and work out yourself. It's like a group training sort of thing Mm -hmm. with treadmills and rowers and weights. And you do these circuit training style things. That's high intensity and interval. Mm -hmm. Anyway, it's really cool. And we get lots of motivation, lots of good exercise out of it. Mm -hmm. We really like the format, but it comes at a cost, Yep. which is, (laughs) um, (laughs) 80, for us, it's eight. For you, it's eighty nine dollars a month, mm-hmm. and that buys you eight visits right. a eight, month. Eight right? classes. Yeah, and for me, I only recently did this. I had eighty nine dollars a month until two months ago when I upped it to the sort of like full package, which unlimited is unlimited plan. Yeah, yeah, and that's one forty nine a month. So in total, we spend two hundred thirty eight dollars a month, or over the course of a year, two thousand eight hundred sixty dollars. Ooh, that's a lot. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. But we are committed to our health. Like that's yes. a very important thing that we do. Like we, you get up five in the morning. I mm-hmm. sometimes get up that early to go and work out, you yeah. know, because we want to get it in. So yeah. it's, you know, you can see it two ways. It's a lot and it's also not a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, I think for what it brings us in terms of contributing to our health, I think that we're both getting in really good shape. We both feel really healthy. That, and I th- also think exercising is such a big part of um, just my, uh, like sanity. Men- yes. Sanity mentally decompressing mm-hmm. and also taking care of myself. Mm-hmm. And so it helps me have energy for the rest, like the rest of the parts of my life that can be very demanding. And yeah. so it is a lot of money, but then I will also say we are making very good use of it and the benefits to our health and our sanity and just, you know, overall, I think are worth it, but, yeah. but certainly something that, should be questioned. It contributes to one of my three main philosophies in life. Oh, okay. Which is one of them is die young as late as possible. That's what you want to do. In other words, you want to maximize your functional 
life and fitness Mm -hmm. well into old age as far as you can go Mm -hmm. because it's great to live to a grand old age, but it's not so great if you're, you know, slowly becoming disabled and losing your ability to do things that you want to do over time. So you can minimize that Mm -hmm. to the extent possible. Mm -hmm. You know, physical activity early in life is an important part of that. So it's good to invest in that. Mm -hmm. But to the tune of nearly $3,000, when, as we thought about it, we could possibly replicate a lot of that stuff, if not all of it, on our own, on the street, with our own weights, maybe with the street, (laughs) on the streets of Gilbert (laughs) (laughs) or in a very low cost, cheap gym, you know, 40 bucks a month, 20 bucks a month, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, We could do that stuff. As long as you have a treadmill and hand weights, you're all set. Right. And we could, there are definitely lots of examples of orange theory workouts online that Mm -hmm. we could, you know, download, print out. Yeah. I was, I was on campus today and I thought I had some time to go work out. So I was going to go to our student rec center. Mm -hmm. And I just went on to see if I could find like a hacked orange theory type of workout for the treadmill. And it took me to Pinterest and there were just hundreds. Yeah. Hundreds. Interesting. So Hmm. the question though is, what are we really buying? So we're committed to fitness. Like even when we didn't have a gym membership, we'd work out just literally on our street right here. Right. Runs around the, we go to a local track. Consistently. I wasn't as consistent for sure with that. I, I do better when I have spin class when I have something that I can build into my schedule. And also I do like the accountability to Mm -hmm. a class, a teacher. I like being around other people who are exercising. That's very motivational for me. Yeah. So that's the thing. We're Mm -hmm. buying the format, the coach, the music, the accountability, the people. Mm -hmm. So is that worth that money Mm -hmm. or could we sacrifice that, save that money and then try to do it at the risk of being less consistent? Right. That's the question. What do you think? Um, I'm not ready to try it now. Mm-hmm. I am, I do feel like I'm in a really good groove, um, and I'm really enjoying it, but I don't know, maybe sometime in the next year, it would take a little bit to get ready to make the transition. I would want to just get really organized with having lots of these workouts printed out in a, in a format, you know, like a laminated sheet or something I could easily take to the gym with me. I would need to figure out what music I'm going to listen to, mm-hmm. um, just kind of get organized a little bit, but I could be open to it. And I think maybe something, maybe we could ask to like put our membership on hold. Cause I know they're like startup costs and stuff. So mm-hmm. maybe if we could like put our membership on hold for three months, see how it goes mm-hmm. and then reassess. Yeah. I could be open to that. And we could even, yeah, I don't think, I don't think I'm ready either because I'm in a good groove as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but we could do it in the same way that we did, the dropping one right. or two Park. cars. We parked one car for a while to see if yeah. we wanted to go down to just Like one we could car. go down to four times a month. Right. And then see if we start supplanting, oh, you know, with our own workouts. Interesting. <laughs> That's kind of a nice way to halfway do it. Because right, right now I'm paying for eight times a month. You're paying for unlimited. We mm-hmm. could both go down to just four times a month, which would be like $59 a piece. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I'm intrigued. Yeah. We'll keep thinking about it. We'd love to, yeah, we'd love to hear from listeners if you're doing kind of like hacking your own, you know, CrossFit or Orange Theory or something like that, but making it work for you for less money. Mm -hmm. I love it. Okay, let's move on to, we have a kind of a listener question, listener comment. Um, So this is, we got a very thoughtful email from Emily, and she was responding to our last episode where Chris shared an article talking about, you know, spending money on possessions and things around the home versus spending money on experiences. Mm -hmm. And maybe if there's sort of some like feminism, anti-feminism 
associated with that. Yeah. I thought that was really interesting. But Emily said that she had a thought that she likes combining possessions with experiences. Mm -hmm. And I thought this was really intriguing. She talked about how they have been wanting to buy a new couch ever since they moved into their new house, that the couch they had was really too small to kind of host the kind of parties and get togethers that they were having. And so they have decided that they're going to be saving for a while, maybe, so they can get a, a bigger couch that can fit, you know, two, three or four more people. Mm -hmm. And so then this is this is a, a possession, a thing that they're going to buy, but it is promoting experiences of getting to have their friends over and it kind of promotes hospitality. And I thought that this was a really great point because I do feel that way. You know, I think that sometimes I'll feel um, kind of self-conscious about maybe the like the layout or the seating that we have at our house. I've even talked before, we can only fit six people around our dining room table. Mm -hmm. And I honestly think if we had just more seating, I might be more inclined to invite your whole family over for meals more often, you know? And I know yeah. everyone's fine kind of making do. It's just more me as the host and wanting to be very hospitable and wanting to provide everyone a seat to sit in, things mm -hmm. like this. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, it's a little both, a little of just kind of make do with what you have. But then I do think that there can be value when you really see, you know, maybe a, a true, I'm not going to call it a need because we don't have to have it, but a want that is con like you consistently see that you'd mm -hmm. want it, that you would really use it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I get this point. I think it's, I think it's a good point. And I think for me, it fits into a category that I think it, it is worth spending money on because the example here is a couch mm -hmm. to put more butts in as she puts it. <laughs> <laughs> but the idea is to facilitate relationship yeah, building and like community. Yeah. Community. Mm -hmm. So it's an investment more so to support relationships and probably mm -hmm. like it makes you feel better about your home. There's nice new furniture in it yeah. and that kind of stuff too. But I do think that that then, you know, it do, you don't have to take it too far, but the better you feel about your house, the more likely you are to invite people over. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And that's, you know, that's like a thing that kind of keeps on giving. Mm -hmm. So you could, so let's say they're going to buy a $2,000 couch, mm -hmm. you know, like a super awesome couch. Mm -hmm. um, that would be a major expense, but people are going to be sitting on that couch for possibly decades, yeah. you know, yeah. um, versus $2,000 spent traveling abroad mm -hmm. for a really awesome experience, great memories, but mm -hmm. it's a one-time deal. Mm -hmm. Not again to say that we shouldn't travel or anything, but one of the points of that article was the investment in stuff at home mm -hmm. is not somehow lesser than like the interesting experience you might have in mm -hmm. Florence, you yeah. know? Yeah. So yeah, I think this is a great point. Mm -hmm. And we had another comment on our, uh, on our website from that article. I think that it was from Megan mm. that I think was kind of similar to this. They talked about those, um, bigger investments like around their house. I think that those are things that they said they do feel like they keep getting happiness oh, from yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. because it, it improves the house. And so, um, you know, I think m maybe we were coming across as if we were saying, you know, kind of question any big expenses, but mm -hmm. that's, that's not the case at all. I think it does just come down to 
what does bring you happiness or what do you value? I mean, we have had some bigger investments in the house, painting the inside and the outside. Mm -hmm. And those were both things that were for purely cosmetic. We did not, we really didn't have to do it. We we could have put the outside, the paint was starting to get kind of bad, but we, we could have put it off for a few more years. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. we kind we made the conscious decision to do it now. Um, but I still get so much happiness out of both. Yeah. And so, yep, I totally, I totally see that. So anyway, thank you so much for chiming in, Emily. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's move on to one big thing. Shall I go? Yes, you go. I feel like I've been talking a lot this episode. Harry effing Potter. (laughs) So um, those of you who are Potter freaks like me would know that uh, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child came out. Do you say cursed or cursed? I guess in my head I've been saying cursed, but I feel like that sounds very British, but I, I don't actually think I've heard anyone say it out loud. I know. Oh, I but listened to this ridiculous... Li- haven't you been listening to Mugglecast? I was about to say, yeah, Mugglecast, they say cursed. Oh, interesting. But I don't for some reason, cursed seems more right, even though that sounds kind of stuffy. It's like, it's like historic. Do you say mm-hmm. a historic event or an historic event? I think the latter is accurate, is, like a pr- is the right way right. to say it, but it sounds... Right. Like you're being a dick. Mm. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. So the play uh, is starting in England, and at the same time, the script has come out mm-hmm. in book format. And so uh, we had talked about going to a release party, mm-hmm. like a midnight release party, or like the day after, day mm-hmm. before, whatever. Um, but we didn't make it work. Totally spaced. Yeah. Just I thought about it a lot at the beginning of the month, and then... I mean, you've been traveling so much, so then the weekends are just, yeah. it's, we're so excited to have very few plans on the weekends. And so, yeah, I just totally spaced it. And, and I, was, I, I was bummed because not, yeah. not because we forgot, but just because I never went to one of those things. Right. And you, you've actually been, you were to, you went to those, right? When you were younger and the, yes. the books were coming out. Yes. I was so lucky to get into Harry Potter when I was in high school. I remember I got the fourth book it had just recently come out for christmas my junior year Mm -hmm. of high school i saved it for six months (laughs) so that i could take it with me when we did um a family trip to europe i lugged this huge book with me but i mean it was so amazing so i had this amazing harry potter book to read on this overseas Mm -hmm. flight and then while we were in paris and spending time around there and so then yeah i was kind of you know in in all the Harry Potter craze. And so I was able to go to book release parties that they were having in Austin at book people. And Mm -hmm. oh man, it was so fun. Yeah. So I came to the party late and as a result, missed all the parties. I'm sorry. (laughs) But anyway, the book has come out or the script has come out. And so I started reading it. And Mm so I'm well into it already. Um, No spoilers. No, because you're going to read it too. Yep. And then we'll discuss. Okay. So yeah, it's exciting. Um, For those of you who are ultra freaks and actually literally escape into the world of Harry Potter from reality on a consistent basis like I do. There is this podcast called MuggleCast <laughs> that I listen to. I haven't I, listened to it at all. And it's so, I just, I still cannot believe that you are a bigger Harry Potter fan than me. I'm not sure. It's really weird. I'm not sure what it is, but I literally listened to these podcasts from like 2008, 2009 when these you kids, these kids were in high school. You just can't get doing enough. Doing this podcast. Yeah. And then they do these chapter by chapter readings of the books and that's crazy oh my how gosh. much I listen to this. But the more, anyway. The more you tell me, the weirder it is. It's pretty weird. <laughs> <laughs> See? Weirder than our inside joke. Oh, yeah. Maybe yeah. so. We'll te- tease that episode again. <laughs> um, okay. My 
one big thing is, I think we've talked about this before, but getting the house professionally cleaned. Mm. I love it so much. (laughs) I love it so much. The house got cleaned today. So we come home from work. We walk in. The floors are sparkling clean. Just every everything is mm-hmm. just so nice. Just the whole house has this sparkle to it. Yeah. And I will say, actually, um, as a counter to feeling maybe dissatisfied with with your house or something, something that helps so much if 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 it's in the budget is getting your house professionally cleaned. Mm-hmm. Well, we're we have. I think a good good group who does this for us and um we spend what 80 Yeah, now $80. we're spending 85. 85 dollars for once a month, so it's not like they our do house, an excellent yeah. job. So it's more like a um a refresher type of thing. I think mm-hmm. most people probably do it like every other week usually, but we just do once a month. I mean, I I don't know about that. I feel like among just people that I've talked to, once a month seems Somewhat. I mean, if people mm. are getting their house cleaned in at our age and yeah. within our income level, it seems to be um, once a month. But it does. It just it helps so much. It's just like that deep cleaning in between. We're sweeping here and there, um, you know. Well, it's pretty good because um, these things happen that make the house dirty in in ways that you don't expect. And then you're, we are running around with these kids so much. Tonight yeah. was a perfect example. Oh my gosh, they were where, wild. Oh my gosh. Where, you know, you kind of forget about the mess that happened right. and then you, you know, have to deal with it later if you remember it. Right. Case in point, the other day, I don't know if I told you this story. Did I tell you the story of oh, Cedric putting his head between my legs? Oh, yes. Are you going to tell that story right <laughs> oh, now? Oh yeah, I'm totally going to tell oh the story. Oh my gosh. You didn't tell the Terminix story, so I'm going to tell this story. Okay. So I was urinating <laughs> and sometimes the boys come in and <laughs> I was not home. No, you were not home. I was watching the kids and the boys come in they're playing around in the, in the bathroom while I'm doing my thing. Dash is like next to me chatting with me and Cedric <laughs> is such a goofball. He comes up behind me, puts his head between my legs. He's like two inches from the stream. I freak out. I accidentally pee all over the toilet because I'm trying not to pee in my son's head <laughs> and I'm trying to like push him back while dealing with my own situation. And then Dash starts laughing hysterically because urine's everywhere. And like, it was just a wild mess. I can't believe that Dash didn't mention that to me when I came home. Like daddy peed everywhere. <laughs> and it wasn't like, it wasn't like shooting all over the toilet, Okay. You know, but it was, but it was definitely not, you know. <laughs> Tidy. Yeah. Anyway. So I thankfully didn't urinate on my son. Um, but these things happen and then you're right off to the next thing. So I'm like trying to like clean up the toilet, but there's right. probably some on the floor or whatever. But then all of a sudden we're running right. out because the kids are being crazy somewhere yeah. else and you're trying not to allow them to destroy themselves. Right. And so, and so that's nice that yeah. people can clean that up for us. <laughs> I know. Now I feel super bad about telling that story, knowing that somebody else just handled that situation. That's not for what me. we, it's not our intention to leave that kind of mess. It just, <laughs> it just more is a, I mean, there was also marker all over the back door. Yeah. Right. Cause Cedric like got his marker and there was markering all over it. And I keep meaning to wipe it down but just yeah yeah there's a million things happening 99 percent of the time we're not asking people to clean up human waste in our house rather they're cleaning up spills on the floor and marker on the windows and generally you know just dried food whatever (laughs) dried food 
Yeah. So it is, it is I, it's I struggled wonderful. with it for a little bit, especially being on sabbatical. I've thought, you know, I can clean the house myself yeah. and generally I keep the house very yeah, you clean, do. You do. but it you is really do. a different depth of cleanliness. Um, when somebody commits like three hours mm-hmm. to go, you know, do the it just whole gets thing, so. everything clean all at once. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah. it's so nice. It, it, it's a luxury, but I, I recognize it as a luxury and mm-hmm. I really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right. Anything else? I think that is it. Okay. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. You can find the show notes for this episode um, and show notes for all of our episodes on our website, loveandmatrimony.com. And we love to get your emails at heymatrimony, M-O-N-E-Y, at gmail.com. And you can find both of us on Instagram and connect with us in between shows. I'm K-E-L-S Wharton. Kels Wharton and Chris are you still updating Instagram you kind of got got hot into it for a minute and I don't know if I've seen any updates from you at practically awesome Chris what's the deal there I don't know um maybe it's just not your medium just so you're so no I enjoy it I just I just uh none of this stuff entices me enough to be super consistent I just um I'll go when I go and then I stop when I want to stop and there's nothing I can't get myself to just you know, do it against my own will. So you definitely want to follow Chris. His feed is super exciting. You'll either get something awesome or, or it, not. It's like the lottery. You didn't, you never know when that hit's going to come. Oh yeah. So keep checking, keep checking, keep checking. All right. <laughs> so check in on your marriage status, everyone. We hope, we hope it's good. <laughs> and hopefully you can continue to love your honey and not your money. action. That's what paying $260 a week for daycare feels like, sounds like. Oh, excuse me. 415. I've just saved us from overdrafting on our checking account. Oh my gosh, thank you. You should thank me. <laughs> Chris has gone to investigate a strange noise outdoors. Got your matrimony smile on. Ding!